Welcome back everyone to the Football Index podcast and today I am here with my very very good friend Alex and we are doing the first ever Football Index live podcast. So this is the first time I'm face to face with another trader and just chatting about the index. So just to you know give a bit of background about Alex, not very active on you know the Football Index Twitter community but he's actually you know one of my best mates. He's uh, We went to school together, went to uni together, he actually lived together at uni etc and he was the guy that basically convinced me to come on to Football Index to some extent and we you know when we started a couple of years back he was the guy that um, I you know I went on Football Index with, you know, not on the same account but we were kind of like trying to find our way and find our feet on the platform together. So, Alex, how are you doing today, man? Hey, bro, man, I'm doing good. Thanks for the kind introduction. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for this uh, first first ever podcast. Yeah, so thanks so much for coming on, man. I'm, I'm actually in Nottingham, so I've, I've you know come up uh, on the way to the to the trader meet just to you know have a nice evening out here and then record this. But yeah, so as I mentioned, me and Alex have known each other for ages. We, we came across Football Index. I think I came across it from a Facebook ad. And at the time, we were doing like lots of match betting, uh, you know, just to you know save a bit more money, you know, cover going out expenses at uni. And yeah. uh, <laughs> but but we were also interested and always have been in like business, investment, and entrepreneurship in, in general. So, Alec, what did you think like when we first came across Football Index, like right at the start? I mean, I don't know. I think the fact that we saw it on a Facebook ad, which um, like loads of kind of booky websites and and different kind of schemes that they try to take your money from kind of appear on these Facebook ads kind of threw me off a bit but then um yeah the way you explained it and I think do you remember seeing that Daily Mail article that um yeah yeah, that yeah. Wrote about it? I think that kind of sold it for me and I was willing to to yeah give it a go and and yeah see see how see how it went so obviously the, the platforms evolved massively since then but were you at all skeptical because I know uh, Whenever there's something new, you have to have a level of scepticism. You have to be yeah. cautious. But but what? How did you feel about it? Even with the Daily Mail article, I mean, even with that, I like, I was very skeptical. Skeptical purely because I didn't properly believe in the in the business model that Football Index had going for them. Because I thought, in my head, I was thinking, oh, everyone's making money on this platform. How how on earth are Football Index making money? And they, of course, they need their money to survive. So. I think that was one of the main reasons that kind of pushed me against it. But then they did have that £50 um, offer. Do you remember? The special offer bonus. No. The welcome bonus. You don't remember? No, I don't remember that. See, I think that was really what pushed me over the edge oh, and made me wow. kind of be like, you know what, I'll take a punt and see what happens. And yeah. Yeah. So, so see a bit of a bit of good marketing from the good guys <laughs> yeah. of Double Index convince you to come on. Shout out to Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So to be fair, we actually so we joined in like January 2016, right? We actually pulled our money out a couple months ago, uh, a couple months after joining. And again, a lot of what you said resonates and, and were some of the reasons that we actually pulled our money. You know, a lack of belief in the product. It became quite boring and the market mm. was quite stagnant. There was no instant sell. Like you had people in the queue for weeks. Yeah, um, selling took a long time. Oh, it was awful. And uh, of course, we were like studying for our exams and uh, we, we just didn't really have, I guess, the... I, it's not that we didn't have the time. I guess it's that we didn't have the the actual motivation because mm. the market was so stagnant to actually yeah. like put the effort in to research and actually make money on this platform. So like apart from those, do you, can you think of any other reasons why we kind of um, pulled the money out? I think the market dipped quite a bit. I, I don't think that was the main reason for me. It was kind of the stagnation. Yeah. I mean the stagnation, again, it kind of went back to the fact that it made me further think that football index were going to fail because the same people were winning dividends and I just kept thinking, oh, Football Index are paying so much dividends out to 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 like the most popular players on the on the platform and so many people are raking in money and even though it was good for us, it wasn't good for them, which then means that it's not good for us overall. Mm. So um I think yeah the stagnant market kind of really played played its part in um me having a lot of skepticism. Yeah, I mean that that symbiotic relationship is so important, isn't it? Like Football Index actually making money is really important to us. And yeah. it, it just comes back to the point where a lot of people talk about three-year holes, etc. However, 
you know, it it isn't really a three-year-hold ever, and it, it shouldn't no. be. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Football Index ever ever actually kind of go back to that rule and revisit it properly and actually look at it and say, how much is this in our interest, the three-year rule? And would we see a better market and actually have better price movement if it if it went down to eighteen months, perhaps. And yeah. this this might not be great for for people who want to hold for three years. You buy someone and you're like, I think they're going to be great in three years or whatever. But it, I think long term it might be better for for the market. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean, I agree to to a certain extent, just because I mean it it gives them another source of revenue because people are then going to have to sell and then they're going to get commission and it just creates more volatility in the market, you know. But I mean, I, I would be, I, I think I'd be a bit annoyed if, if that came into play, to be fair, because that's kind of one of my strategies is to, is to go for the long term and, and rake in dividends rather than um, make money from market volatility. Mm. So um, I think, yeah, that, yeah, if Adam Cole did that, <laughs> he wouldn't <laughs> but, be in my best books. <laughs> but like, I think ASP, uh, the, the guy with a massive portfolio, a couple of podcasts, probably one of the best things that I've heard on this podcast. What what he was talking about um, was, was you know, an insight that, that I probably would never have given. And it was far, far better than, than what I was thinking at the time. And he, he was talking about how it's easier to, you know, turn around a, a what was it, a fisherman's ship or a fishing boat ra- rather than oh, an yeah. oil tanker. So some of these decisions, right, like the, the three-year hold, and a lot of people haven't talked about that, but, um, you know, PB scoring, etc. Is that going to be a lot harder to change in a year? Are we going to have to, like, dissatisfy some customers mm. in, like, the next... I don't know, six to 12 months rather than do it in like a year and a half, two years, three years even. I don't know. Um, again, Just this for is the greater good yeah, the product, for, the, for yeah. the greater good in the long term. But again, you know, this is also hypothetical because it is still a startup. 95% of startups fail. Like we don't really know what's going to happen with Football Index. But I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you kind of believe in it. <laughs> um, but, and yeah, so after we, we actually pulled our money out, you actually went back in before me. And so I, you know, I have to give you all the credit in the world for convincing me to jump back in, uh, because I wouldn't have if it wasn't for you. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so, so why did we go back in? Why did you decide that day? Uh, I think it was in June 2016 to uh, to, to redeposit and, and re re-enter some positions. I mean, I honestly, I think it was mainly cowardness was what kind of took me out of the market in the first place. So like, I just couldn't live with myself in a sense, like <laughs> not being in there because. <laughs> Because, like, first of all, I remember, like, loads of our other friends, like, Ben and Mehmet yeah, Tekken, yeah, like, that. they pulled out, and I kind of, that kind of encouraged me to pull out, but then I was thinking, oh, just because they've pulled out, like, it shouldn't really influence the way I think. Mm. And um, from a mathematical point of view, um, the returns of investment at that stage were, like, it was so much more kind of rewarding compared yeah, it to... it was a lot easier to predict, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the payouts were lower, but, I mean, you could hold... Back in the day, like if you weren't on football index in, in like twenty sixteen, early twenty seventeen, you could literally hold Neymar, Pogba, um, sort of like, Jesus, yeah, Hazard, Hazard, all for like under the price of one Neymar. Yeah, yeah. and and you could hold uh, you could have held all of those guys, and you would have just been raking it in. Really. Yeah, and, but that was part of the stagnation as well because you'd, you'd get paid out the dividends. People would either withdraw or they just put it back in the big guys just to make more dividends. And that's yeah. kind of what we did back in the day. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, so you know, obviously I owe you a lot for, for convincing me to come back on, and yeah, like it, it's just been a, a great ride. Like we're coming, we're coming up to two years since June twenty sixteen, uh, which is crazy to think. Like yeah. it's already been two years. I mean, we man. started in December two thousand and fifteen, wasn't it? And then we pulled yeah. out around February, March, yeah, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, but, I mean, I think we were really lucky as well because we got back in, and then maybe. Was it in March 2017 when Insta got? Uh, yeah, something like yeah. yeah. So maybe like we we're, we're looking at nine months after we've we've learned the platform, we've we've gained the right experience to be able to actually make some good money on this thing, and then this massive feature which actually bettered the platform. Significantly, you know, so yeah, exactly, so significant. It was so so important. Yeah. I think I remember speaking to Adam Cole on that day. Um, shout out to Adam. Uh, <laughs> um, boy Adam. <laughs> boy Adam. Uh, shout out to him. Yeah, I, like I was on the phone with him, and I said, like, 
this could have been like a business saving decision yeah. because what a lot of people do, and I'm not like a business owner I don't know that much about business but from people that I've spoken to who are very very experienced in, in actually owning a business and, and being a manager you don't have to make that many business decisions across the, the time scale or roadmap of, a, of an actual business I've spoken to someone who, who owns a telecommunications company and, and recently sold it and he was he you know founded it went on for nine years and he said he only made three or four key business decisions but that was one of the key ones that football index made yeah. and it was so 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 important i mean i can't emphasize enough but alex i'm gonna move us on quite quickly oh, yeah. so in your third year oh uh, yeah the dreadful dreadful <laughs> decision <laughs> so so i'm gonna explain give a bit of context here so in our third year of uni alex went to australia for a whole year right for a whole year yeah so he went for a year abroad uh, as you do when you're lucky enough to to get the grades, etc. Uh, <laughs> so you decided to sell everyone. Yeah, I did. So talk to me about it. So I think, given the time change and given the fact that in Australia I was really kind of disattached from football, and I didn't actually like I, I used to think that I had like a good footballing brain, but then in Australia, like my knowledge of football just went down so much just because. I was in like a different realm. I, I kind of didn't trust myself to kind of um, to have so much money in the index. And because of the time change, if something significant happened, like like what happened with Griezmann or Ibrahimovic, or Ibrahimovic, which yeah. you owned at the time, right? Exactly, yeah. And if I like if I had been sleeping, like there would have been no way for me to kind of recover the losses that would have been inevitable. So that really scared me out of it. And um, and yeah, I was also like. I would kind of preach the market, the, preach the platform to people, and they would be like, "Oh yeah, well at the end of the day you're just betting, blah blah blah," and like it, it got to me. So I was like, "No, like betting's like a, it's like a, a mugs game." They say. Yeah. So I was like, no, I mean, I only only five percent of punters profit, right? In traditional sports books, yeah. in 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 actual markets, like again. Uh, this is why day trading in in like forex exchanges is basically gambling, but only uh, only five percent of day traders profit. Um, really? uh, yeah. yeah, you know, shocking stats. <laughs> <there, Alex>. uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you had about five hundred Lukaku at like ninety nine p. I right? did, yeah. Uh, and I actually, I don't even know why I did this. I, I just it was uh, off your recommendation to get Lukaku because uh, you said, uh, oh, in the summer, big transfer moves. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> don't 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 give me all the credit in the world. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I actually went through like your transaction history and listed every player you owned mm. and even though you had Ibra if he'd and even with that massive crash you would have been up maybe in terms of capital appreciation you would have been up maybe 2-3k and yeah. then in dividends you would have made another grand so yeah. that, that would have that would have yeah. uh, what 4 grand and then what, what could you have done with that <laughs> Lukaku alone would have got me around around 2k oh. just by himself yeah. I mean and the buzz as well like, and we, the buzz, we won a yeah. lot of buzz over, over the summer um, uh, it's traumatic stuff but you know like if, you know you live and you learn right yeah. <laughs> but so so you mentioned that like there's there's an actual betting culture in in australia and yeah, you were you, you told me that when when football index actually went for sweden and canada and ireland i mean ireland is quite close to home and they've got some serious gamblers out there um, <laughs> so this is something that they'd love but you told me that a product like this would would flourish in australia so could talk to me about their kind of you know culturally how they'd see this i mean um i think when comparing canada and australia for me, Australia seemed like a much more a much more sensible option, just because they I don't I don't know about the betting culture in Canada, but in Australia they they're very much like us, where they kind of they bet on everything. Like I used to work at a horse racing a horse racing course, and yeah, it was crazy seeing the amounts of money that people were gambling on, and um, I just thought that that could definitely translate well to football index, especially because they're kind of really interested in. Um, in EPL and English Premier League. Um, <laughs> For those of you who don't know. Yeah, yeah. And compared to the Canadians, I thought, no, surely the Australians are kind of more into football than, than the Canadians are. But, I mean, maybe, I don't know, who knows? Yeah, I mean, uh, Canadians might have a lot of money. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that, could, that could be that answer. Is true. But, I mean, They're two, things, two things that I want to talk about, right? So one is the time difference that, we, that you were talking about uh, quite a lot. And th mm. That was one of the reasons that you sold up, right? Like, 
Football Index are going to have to find a way to convince Canadians to, to come on this platform, but mm. also, like, let them understand that they could wake up <laughs> losing yeah. a lot of money. Like, this isn't... This isn't like a this isn't like an ETF or a or an ISA fund. This is no. uh, this is some you know big boy stuff with some big boy money at the current uh, in the current climate anyway. And uh, <laughs> if you wake up and you lose a lot of money, I mean, how are you going to recoup that? You're going to feel devastated, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I think if I was in that situation, I'll just try and diversify as much as possible because normally when money comes out of one player, it goes into another. So you can, I guess, hedge your hedge your losses in that way. But. Yeah, so true. I mean, um, and I actually tweeted the other day talking about how you can use traditional sports books and, and like Betfair Exchange to actually hedge oh, your yeah. bets. Like, if you own players from, from the, the last eight teams in, in the Champions League, right, and say you own, oh, I'm going to use Mohamed Salah because he's, you know, killing Great it example, this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> killing it, right? So, so City are favourites and if you own a lot of Salah, you probably are thinking that even with World Cup, even with some transfer rumours, he's going to take a little hit, right, if they crash out of the Champions League. Yeah, it's inevitable, sure, yeah. right? And I'm, uh, you know, sorry if you own Salah. <laughs> uh, but I could, I, could, I could use any player, you know, Firmino, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just using him as a, an example. But, like, if you're able to hedge your bets, bet, sorry, because you could place bets on Man City <laughs> to actually win that tie. Mm. And you make that money on Man City winning, which then mitigates the loss on Salah. And if the bet loses, Salah probably goes up, right? Yeah, no doubt he goes up. Exactly. So like it's it's um it's yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of good ways that you can hedge yourself. Uh, and that's one of them. Diversification as well is is really important. Like what you talked about there, when when you are playing with with thousands rather than hundreds, it's just so important to keep that diversification. And it, mm. it is 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 true in like um, traditional portfolios as well. Uh, you, you talk, you talk to, to you know wealth managers and stuff, and, and they, they tell you that right, we want this cash uh, part of your portfolio. We want equities. We want bonds from the US, Japan, Russia, yeah. etc. Like they're trying to make it so it's really hard for you to lose. And I think that's that's a really important thing to note in football index. Like the more diversified you are, the less chance you have of losing money, which is you know obviously very important. So I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, as someone who's been on here for a while, even with your year sabbatical in Australia, <laughs> yeah. sunny, sunny Australia, I was very jealous. Uh, <laughs> so you've been you've been here for the most part from the start. So what uh, advice yeah. would you give to to football index users in general, new and existing? I think trusting in your emotions, <clears throat> trusting in your emotions. Sorry, um, is definitely one kind of tool that you have to use. But I think for me anyway, my emotions got the better of me. Um, especially at the very start of the index. So I think um, kind of... Being getting, clinical. Yeah, getting a and strategy yeah. and kind of sticking to your strategy, um, no matter kind of like what is happening with the market and and not panicking whether you see when you see your player go down or or panicking to sell at a good price when your player goes up is, is I think, critical just because... For me, anyway, yeah, my emotions got the best of me. And um, in what kind of examples is that player? You're you're a Chelsea fan, unfortunately for you, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 you're part Brazilian, so you have a great affiliation to, to Brazilian players. Is was that the kind yeah. of thing? Like, because I know for me, I find it, I found it really hard being an Arsenal fan when Ozil and Sanchez had the the contract situation. For me, I was owning both of them, but like, uh, I just, yeah. as far as like, I couldn't look at it objectively. Yeah, on one hand, you wanted all these transfer rumours to happen, but then another... Yeah, like, like no. deep down, deep down, I wanted both of them to stay, but I knew that if they left, I'd make a lot of money, so it was massively conflicting. It was really hard for me at that point to kind of be objective, use the facts to, to actually basically better my judgement. Mm. So, yeah, emotional trading a no-go then. I'd say, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think um, loads of people also don't do as much research into their players as they ought to. And and I, I'm guilty of this for sure. I mean, sometimes I'll buy... I remember I bought a player who I saw he went down and I was like, oh my God, how's he this price? And then I bought I bought maybe 100 of him. And then later, Pet went on to tell me that he was injured. <laughs> I think it might have been so, like... Was it Maximilian Philippe? Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Who, he'd, he'd just done his knee really badly. And... Um, <laughs> and I think you bought some and I was like Alex he might be out for the season <laughs> yeah. you were like oh 
shit. I thought it was too good to be true at the time. <laughs> well, it when it is too good to be true, sometimes <laughs> it, you know it actually is too too good to be true. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna mo- move on to uh, you know something that I actually really want to talk about properly, and this is how FI can actually change your perspective in, in life generally, right? Oh, yeah. So I think this product for me could be kind of a gateway drug for millennials and the working to middle class to actually become more financially li- literate, sorry. Um, for sure, yeah. Because financial literacy is just such an issue with, uh, again, I don't really like using the word millennials because it's it's so vague. Like people, like people who are like 35 call me a millennial and they're <laughs> a millennial, millennial, sorry. Like... Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, like financial literacy is, is something that's just so important. It's not really talked about it at school. We're not talk. We're not taught how to, you know, do taxes. No. We're, we're not taught how to save money. We're not taught how important um, compounding is with with investments. We're not no, talking. Not we're not taught about um, how inflation affects the money that we've got saved in the bank. We're not. We're not taught how banks actually operate. So can you imagine, like? Like ninety percent of the population don't know how banks operate and they handle the most important thing that we have in life, which unfortunately is apart from our health, family, etc. The next <laughs> thing is money, money, right? Because it basically allows you to live. It gives so you freedom. To, it gives you yeah. to do whatever. Yeah, and you and and banks, like a lot of people who have all their money in banks, don't know how banks operate. No, and they don't know that their money is actually devaluing exactly day after day. Exactly, like and, in the bank. And you, you could you could say this to people, and they they look at you like, you know, like like, like, like you're like you're an idiot. Or something yeah. Like if I said to someone on the street that that might not be very financially literate, like, look, the money you've got in the bank right now, you're actually losing money. They'd be like, what? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? Like. You know, I get like one point two percent a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so like it, it's it's such an important thing. And again, the reason why I said working to middle class is because again, the upper class, the, the more wealthier people in this world, they probably have dads, uncles, etc., yeah. who, who know a lot about this shit. They probably got to that wealth because of their financial literacy. So. Exactly. So, how do we bridge that gap in terms of social classes? Like. By becoming more financially literate that's the first step right because mm-hmm. uh, what mostly separates these <laughs> classes is is finance and i'm not saying fi is going to make you you know a, a baller <laughs> but uh, and the reason i say working to middle class is because traditionally that's where you know betting is targeted at in terms yeah. of um, marketing wise i just think it's it's again as i said a gateway drug for millennials to actually like understand investment to understand that if you are clever now your financial freedom in the future is going to come at a far uh, lesser price because if you're putting money in the right places now and not just going to the casino and blowing it or like, I don't know, I don't know how I lose money loads of times. Yeah, going out clubbing. Good clubbing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, you got to do it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we can backtrack on that one too much. Um, <laughs> sorry, anyway, off, off point. But, it's so important. Like, how has it changed your perspective? Like, we, again, as I said, like we were lucky enough to be interested in in kind of entrepreneurship and, mm. and investment, etc., um, economics, finance. So we kind of became savvy because we did a lot of research and reading yeah. into it. But like, how has it changed your perspective? I mean, I think even when we were kind of interested um, in all the economics and things like that surrounding money, we were still kind of at that age, um, doing match betting, which, I mean, it for all it's kind of for all it's got going for it, it is it's not like the best way to make money. And we thought it's time, at the cons- t- time consuming, very so. time consuming. We thought it was amazing at the time. We were like, I mean, it was a decent earner. I mean, yeah, it, wasn't, no, it, it covered too bad. It too covered bad. clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> it did cover clubbing. That bet three six five offer. Oh, great stuff. Couldn't get enough of it. I mean, I'm but, not advocating match betting. <laughs> I'd, I'd literally stick it into a fine instead. Yeah, for sure. You know, far better in my opinion, and less like match betting. Like, you had to put some grind in to make some money. Yeah, organizational skills needed to be on point because mm. you had money in like fifteen different betting accounts. But, but yeah, as I was saying, once I got into football index, it made me realize the difference in in opportunities between kind of match betting and what else is out there in the world for me to invest my money in. Purely because of because of like return on investment and. And things of that sort, I realised that, like, you shouldn't work... I mean, you should work for your money, but you also definitely need your money to work for you. Mm. 
Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mic drop moment. Inspirational <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> Man, what a quote. I need to, uh, I need to put that on my wall. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I guess I have Football Index to thank um, for giving me that insight because I don't know if I would be as financially savvy and interested in that kind of realm if it wasn't for Football Index and I didn't get that exposure. But are they using... Are they using that like angle enough? Like, are they are they pitching it to, to regulators in this way? Yeah. When, when when they're trying to get these regulatory licenses in um, Canada, Sweden, these these are hard things to do, right? But if you pitch it and and actually get do some market research and, and talk to the traders and users and say, look, like this is actually helping people's lives. This is stopping people betting one, yeah. two. This is like if, it's a fun for, activity yeah, to do. Second, yeah, well. but like like if. Now, if Football Index didn't survive as a startup or a company in the next one to two years, I mean, obviously, I'd have a, a lot to thank them for in terms of my content, etc. But just like being involved and engrossed in, you know, wealth management, uh, investing, finances, uh, you know, economics, etc., etc., I would have to thank them a lot for that. And yeah. I think that Football Index should use that angle a, a little bit and, and say to regulators, look, like people are actually learning a lot from this. And I actually thought, like, if they made some sort of like free version for schools, um, yeah. like to, to, yeah, to actually, I mean, I mean, like you'd have to change it slightly to make it more like a traditional stock market and more like a, a market. But mm. like, you could actually get some kids interested in, in in these types of things that weren't before. For sure, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I I just think like again, we we mentioned financial literacy a lot, but it's it's so important. It is so so important, and people don't necessarily again we talk about research and football index but research in general is for, for these types of things is, is really extraordinarily important and there's some really fascinating things coming through i mean like you you've invested in like crowdfunding of crowdfunded uh homes, property right? yeah, yeah, property. I have, yeah and that kind of stuff i mean it's not 100 percent return a year but it's you know 10 to 15 percent and you got capital gains or whatever like that's way better than inflation yeah, no, for sure. I mean, ten to fifteen is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> if you're at lucky, if you're lucky. yeah, I'm looking at uh, maybe six to eight percent. If uh, it's not awful, it's not awful. I mean, it's better than it's not. It's not football index levels, but I mean, you have to, you have to again diversification yeah. not only in the index but in general life is important. Having money in football index is is great, and again, I only advocate to invest or, or bet, whatever you want to call it, what you can afford to lose. But there is, you know this you can genuinely look at this as part of like your portfolio and i'm doing air quotes there like, <laughs> you know, i'm 21 i've got fuck all <laughs> uh, um like yeah and and it's yeah I, th I think this point is not talked about enough on football index twitter and it's good because people don't realize that they're being engrossed into this thing like people are looking at crypto people are looking at um you know wealth management services um people are looking at like kind of like you know financial advisors and and, and looking if, if they can actually talk to people in that kind of area and i'm, I'm mm. sure some people have actually like i don't know had an effect in their career for for sure like if you get really interested in finances and you start from the next when you're 18 sorry finish uni you might want to do something in that kind yeah of way. no and i mean i'm sure i mean i don't quote me on this but i'm sure an employer who say perhaps you talk about football index and say that oh you've managed to to get a return on i don't know 100% even 200% on on your initial investment in the space of two years or whatever they're surely going to be impressed by what you've done because a lot of the same traits that you require to be successful in the financial services world are applicable to football index and I mean I'm no employer but I'm sure <laughs> I'm I, sure I can tell you for a fact that. that they do get impressed by that stuff right they do okay. like and I wouldn't I mean yeah surely that helped you know yeah yeah it really did like <sighs> I didn't. I spoke about my degree for like ten seconds. Uh, at the degree that I'm at, the company that I'm at now with with the CEO. All he was interested in is the content that I was making, and kind of he, he just kind of went, well, that's very entrepreneurial, like the yeah. index aspect of it. And like you have to be very savvy or clever in the way that you phrase it on your CV because you don't want to. You want to call it like a gambling platform, but then you want to say that yeah, you, you know, know you want you want to give it. You want you want to basically say what what it is like actually calling it a market for example mm -hmm. putting it on your cv etc like you'd be surprised how crazy employers go over this stuff i mean like 
you know, sorry if you're like over forty, but <laughs> those guys, like when when they see young guys, or I don't know, I'm assuming most people in football index and listeners are between like twenty and forty. If you're like twenty, twenty five, thirty, like, and you're kind of being brave and uh, willing to take that risk, willing to take the risk, because a lot of like CEOs, when when people kind of look at what quality CEOs have, right? One of them is like, uh, like that they have, they are quite high risk. Right. Yeah, for um, sure. They're not very risk adverse, uh, and they're quite clinical. And so this platform shows that you have patience. Your research skills are good. People who are using f- spreadsheets, you'd be surprised how poor some people are at Excel in the world. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Like I work for a finance company, and some of the employees literally can't use Excel. Yeah. Excel is like fundamental. It's to, fundamental, but like we everything. can use it because we used it at uni. But if you didn't at uni or at school, blah, 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 and you're using it here and you actually get good at it, like, that's a skill. That's a skill that's applicable to, to almost all industries of work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so important. And I think and when an employer sees someone actually using, like, a, a new unique product, like being an early adopter in something, that's uh, how people make loads of money in real life, right? If we think yeah. about, okay, we think about uh, the internet, right? Mm. When that first came about, the people who laid the structure in terms of like founding Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Amazon, uh, what are eBay? Like these are the people that made billions. Yeah. Again, we're seeing it with blockchain now, or, or financial uh, fintech. Like people are who are who are doing this stuff early and getting there early are, are going to make a lot of money. And you know you see it with with every kind of technological revolution or and every kind of technological milestone that we reach. And some of these products that are coming out, uh, such as Football Index, and this is only in the gambling world, but like um, DraftKings as well is quite interesting. You see that uh, yeah. betting app Quiff, the one where the, the, the odds go up. Like people are trying to do different things, right? Because it's this is is kind of an <coughs> archaic, um, kind of an archaic, you know, place gambling, mm. right? In general, I don't know what you think about that. You definitely have to, even though Football Index is. It's not the safest thing in the world, and I don't think any of us would deny that. But, but with risk comes the reward. I mean, you just have to kind of balance out the risk and reward and see if it's worth to take that risk. And with um, a startup like Football Index, it's definitely, I mean, in my opinion anyway, it's definitely worth the risk. And you kind of shouldn't be detracted or disencouraged by the fact that it's a new startup because that's as pet said was um the way many billionaires kind of made their their money um and are now reaping the rewards for it it's so true like i echo everything you just said my dad always says to me like you don't get rich without risk and it's so true like who's ever gotten rich by like being really safe in life yeah, and just kind of doing your own, no, your own nine to five. Yeah, and... but like, like all, all, uh, <laughs> all, all company owners, people who found the companies took a massive risk, right? You, you quit your job. Mm. And some of these guys might have not been financially free, like in terms of actually having a lot of money. Um, people, we always talk about like uh, people working in out of their garages, uh, their mum's house, and stuff like that, and then like, <laughs> creating a company from from that point. Like, I'm not saying go and do that, but like those people that to take that risk. They're now again, as you said, reaping the rewards. But yeah. again, and also, I think um, if you're kind of like in a situation like me and how Pet was, where we didn't have much capital to invest in at the start, it's more beneficial to to invest aggressively um, with less amounts of capital, as in say one k or two k, just because you know that you can only lose that money, only lose that, and then you can say say worst comes to worst, you lose everything. You just work for a month or two months, however long it may take, and get that money back. But if you're so, that's why I would advocate to to do something a little more on the risky side, such as football index, especially if you're only investing with one or two k, as opposed to something that's really kind of that would take a whole chapter of your life to get back. Yeah, like I mean, if you lose a k, it's hard, but like. You can make that back, as you, you said. You can make that back, yeah. You can make that back. Losing 10 grand is bad. Different story, Losing yeah. 50 grand <laughs> is awful. Losing 100 grand is terrible. So, like, yeah, everyone, be safe out there. But, I mean, great segment on this, but I really wanted to talk about this for, for ages. And I thought it'd be best to do it, like, face-to-face with someone. And, again, some of these things that we've talked about may only appeal to people kind of our age, right? Like, 
mm. in, in their early 20s. Um, but I'm hoping that maybe people who are, you know, 30 and haven't really, and this is their first uh, exploit into into investing of sorts. Uh, and I do air quotes again because <laughs> investing gambling whatever you call it yeah. i mean everything it's is gambling, a fine line really. between yeah. it's, it's a fine line like everything's gambling isn't it the stock market blah, blah blah you're betting whether the price goes up or down blah blah, yeah. blah you know anyway but we'll, we'll move on to the final bit that i want to talk about and you know where does football index go from here where does it go from here good question mate. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think definitely expanding to different um countries is is kind of the obvious obvious thing to do but um in terms of, I mean, football index, they need to to find ways to keep the market volatile um, for their own for their own kind of company and profit goals. So in order to do that, I mean, performance bars was definitely a great it was a game changer. It was a game changer. Yeah, it kind of it completely. Yeah, literally changed the market. And I've never seen as much volatility on the index as I did when performance bars came out. Um, so I mean, is there something something similar to that that they could kind of implement, like another dividend? Man, I've, honestly, I've never ever thought about something as hard as this. Like, what other dividends that they could implement? And yeah. it's really hard. Um, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something to do uh, with injuries. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. That'd be really weird, though. Like buying a player because they've just broken their leg. I think I think what they should um incorporate is actually being able to hedge a player and kind of what as in short them bet against the player like say you don't own so yeah short them oh yeah short them yeah oh i thought you said insure <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like if say for example you don't own hazard and you think he's going to real madrid so you kind of assume that his price is going to drop because of his transfer away from the premier league you can kind of short him without owning him and make a reward from that i think that would be a kind of good direction to go I think first they need to do have like actually like order books um, what so, do you mean by uh, so as in like and I've talked about it on the podcast before it's where you kind of have you have a lot of buy orders and you can put in whatever buy order you want at whatever price right uh, so say Neymar is like £11 plus now right mm. um, crazy uh, you, <laughs> crazy could, you could put in a buy order at like £9.50 so if Neymar ever drops to that you have bought a name one, right? Oh, yeah, which, yeah. Which is really sure, cool. Yeah. And, and it's, again, you talked about uh, your money working for you. That's effectively it, right? You just put, yeah. you can put in loads of buy orders and You stuff. don't even need to log into the you Again, sell orders as well. Like, you want to... Like, there's a there's a problem because they want people to buy and sell people, uh, players as much as they can, right? But yeah, if you're at course. work and you can't look at your phone, you can't <coughs> buy and sell players. And commission makes this thing go around. So... By doing buy and sell orders, I think that'd be quite good. Reserve prices, um, stop losses, etc. Uh, yeah, but another dividends, I don't know, man. Um, another dividend, it would it would be hard to imagine something else. To be fair, maybe like a, a seasonal long one, like uh, like whoever wins Golden Boot gets some sort of dividends. Yeah, I think maybe also or whatever you know. I don't know. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that would that would that would be good actually. Kind of like a top goal scorer gets dividends. Or, yeah, or like a. If a player wins like two star players in a row, dividends, uh, they should get some sort of like extra dividends because extra that's crazy. That, yeah. Messi won two out of the last three that he played in. Like, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, think I so, don't yeah. current. I don't have a position currently in Messi, but like, if he won two in a row, that's pretty impressive, and that doesn't happen too often. Like, yeah. can football index implement something in that end? It, it's 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 tricky and it's hard to think about these things because we're not like we're not like product developers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, but. Also, one one more thing, just um, with with a country like Sweden joining the index, back to the countries joining. Um, I mean, it's all well and good that like we have the top five performing leagues that win the buzz, but or win the performance buzz. Sorry, but for a country like Sweden, surely they'll be feeling left out at the fact that their players can't um, or their league can't be involved in this performance buzz. Mm. That's a really that's a really interesting point. However, I can't see football index prioritizing. And also, like, okay, think about it. If you live in a small country with mm. a small footballing league, like you, you'll support your local team, whatever. But you also support like a, a uh, big yeah, team in true. Europe. Like, you're you're from Brazil, right? People support their local Brazilian team. 
Yeah. Do they also have like an English team? Yeah, they all exactly. have like Chelsea, Man U. Exactly. Not so it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like that is what it is. Like it is true. It, it is true. The 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 big leagues is where you know that's where the supporters like watching football. Like they yeah. like watching Hazard. They like watching. Um, uh, Ronaldo and Messi like, <laughs> I was struggling to think of players so that's a worry uh, um, but yeah they, they like they like watching these big players and, and stars and players look, uh, pe- uh, people and kids look up to these players and it, they they still do to like the, the local guys but it's not the same they don't have the that, that mega superstar pull and the difference in difficulty in the league would play a factor as well I mean you'd have kind of the best player in the Swedish league, I don't know who that is, Yeah, being a similar price to Messi. I don't know, Messi, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> imagine would be like, What's imagine going if on? we had like, Oiger Schreibler, well, I don't know, some <laughs> Swedish name, he was, he was like, second in the index. Um, you said. <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, like, oh, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to think of other things and we, we should, really should have like, thought of things before we <laughs> yeah. ran on a podcast. But again, this, the conversational aspect is, is, is good because it is, it's genuinely like what we think when we're not scripting anything. And I think like, there's a lot of things they need to put in place before they develop the product, right? So they need yeah. a better app. They need, they need a, a better app. <laughs> they need an Android app. An Android app. Their, you know, the, 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 the buy order, sell order functionality has to probably come in. What, what do you also think about kind of the security, um, the security measures that the Football Index have in place at the moment? As in, as in like if it liquidated? No, as in um, say, for example, a hacker tried to, okay. tried to hack into your account. I've never really thought about that. A random point to bring up, but it is a rat, yeah. uh, it's interesting. I think I, I don't actually know what what is in place for that. Like, I'm going to be honest, but and I mean, I'm I think hoping, that could be kind of a next step for them. Just like two FA two FA logins, uh, two factor authentication, like yeah, Google, stuff so like that. I mean, um, I don't know how people would feel about the extra time that it would take to log in, but. I mean, you could you could have the option to do it like if you log in from a new IP or a new yeah, computer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like if it's on your regular phone or computer, like I've got Face ID on this phone, um, why can't I just use that to log in? Who's gonna be able to like have my face? Like don't I know nothing about cybersecurity or, or hacking. I just assume it's, it's very hard to do, and you have to be very clever. It's Hoping true. no one listening here is clever <laughs> enough to hack people because uh, it'd, it'd be awful. But um, it would be awful, and I don't think we've had kind of a case. Where football index have had to, where they've had a, uh, an account user who's complained about security because surely we would have, we would have heard about it by now. Yeah, yeah. You never know though. Like we don't know what happens behind the scenes. Uh, like live chat is there from from it's like nine to six every single weekday. Like, yeah, people... my boy Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out if you're listening there. Uh, <laughs> so like, <laughs> if you were. Uh, if you do have complaints and you're voicing them, like you don't necessarily want everyone to to know them because that would decrease the confidence in the index of the product, right? Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, if you had a true. massive problem, like I don't know, um, I don't know what I can't think. Of. You have, like a missing feature, right? Like one of your players disappeared. Oh uh, yeah, for some crazy reason. <laughs> like if you voiced that concern and they responded and sorted it out, if you went and then went on Twitter and like publicised it and made a massive deal out of it um, it wouldn't help you in your investments or your positions on Football Index so that's one thing to think about uh, I mean I'm, I'm not saying don't complain I really do <laughs> think you should because it actually probably like encourages Football Index to fix things and actually develop the platform um, but yeah I'm trying to think what, what else they need like the Android app of course that's a massive factor uh, I think I saw some someone tweet the percentage of Android users in Sweden is a lot higher than oh, really? in the UK, yeah, which is a really interesting thing. Like for me that yeah. if I if I didn't have an iPhone, I probably wouldn't be on Football Index. Like, <laughs> I'm being serious though, like because the how laborious it would be to actually access Football Index via the web browser every time. Every time, yeah. Especially when you're trying to be portable and trying to Yeah, when you're out and about and trying to like look up on Crazy. Yeah, skip that. <laughs> no. Okay, so so one thing that I also really want to hammer them for, and sorry, uh, product guys, for <laughs> the the app, the phone app at the moment. I literally don't know when I'm selling a player. I, oh yeah. So the re- the most recent update, if if you if you've got it, it basically 
places the futures that you're selling right above the position you've got, if you can imagine that. The players aren't all at the top when they're selling anymore, which is an absolute oh, nightmare. If you have like 40 players in your portfolio, you're going all the way down to check who's selling and who's sold. And it's uh, it's I think it's actually a lose-lose because not only is it harder for us, but it means people sell players less to the market, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because... I can't tell when players have sold if just by looking at the top because I don't want to... Every time I go on Football Index, I don't want to scroll all the way through the portfolio. I just want to be able to look at the top and be like, okay, I need to sell another 10 of these because I want to exit this position. And yeah. I'm doing it slowly via the queue. It's it's a simple thing to do as well. It is simple. And it's something that we had in the past. <laughs> yeah, it? like... So, <laughs> like if, it's why? Not, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, no. Like, any... If you're working at Football Index and you're listening to this and I've been told that a few few guys do and at the trader meet tonight I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll be slagging me off for, for, for giving them some shit but like they've done a great job so far like uh, they have yeah I, I can't it, it's so hard to do something like this to make something like this so hard it's it takes so much grind dedication like you need so many skilled people to program these things like to actually and again Adam Cole, shout out again. Shout the, the, the concept, great concept. When you have a great concept, then it's about execution. How well yeah. can you execute that idea? And um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Pet, but I think, did you tell me that he also tried to do the same kind of concept as Football Index with celebrities? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, fair play to him for not giving up um, yeah, after that's, that first yeah, failure. Sure. Definitely. And going into the football market where, where gamblers had, where there was more of a gambling culture. But I mean, I think he mentioned at the last trader meet that they want to look at like tennis and golf and stuff. What really? do you think about that? Like, it, I, I saw a few people commenting like, "We'll fix the football plan, <laughs> yeah. put it into other territories, and then move it, uh, and then do other stuff." Like, me and you are basketball fans. We are. Le- we LeBron, are. LeBron James. LeBron James. I mean, how uh, much would he be on the index? Ooh, I reckon he would be. Uh, he would get a big market. Share, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be unfair, man. That guy. They only seem to talk about LeBron James and Steph Curry. LeBron James. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like it's. There's so many markets they can look at. I mean, America would be really hard to go into because of their regulations. They don't allow online gambling, um, and every state has different regulatory code, which is oh, a yeah. nightmare. It would like, be a nightmare. Like completely. DraftKings, who have millions of users, only like allowed in certain states. Which wow. is crazy, right? Um, and then they're like slowly trying to grow and grow and grow and have more um, more availability and more accessibility in, in other states. But but they, these kind of these kind of products again. Then I mentioned DraftKings a lot just because it's quite unique. They're great, and I, I hope there are more. Hopefully, not any football index competitors. <laughs> uh, but like, I hope there are more like really innovative products. I mean, Quiff, like it's a simple idea. They marketed it really really well. Like you've seen the adverts, right, with the guy. Uh, where, where the, the glass drops and he catches oh, yeah. it and it's like this is how it feels to be quiffed oh that <laughs> does real bell but I <laughs> just, can't, matter, I just can't see to but it. yeah they've, they've, they've got great branding they're, they're, I don't know how well they're executing the actual product but they're marketing it really well but like it's basically a, a sports book you can just get enhanced odds sometimes right you've got like a certain percentage of chance right. of your odds being boosted like, so the odds so the odds are just like a standard the, it literally is a standard sports book but they've they've added this slightly innovative feature uh-huh. and you know from time to time they just boost your odds yeah and people are people are kind of like clearly digging it cuz <laughs> you know it's it's true because it costs a lot of money to to advertise on tv and if, if they're already doing that, I mean, they don't have that many. They've got like six, seven, eight thousand followers on on Twitter. So, uh, I mean, it's not the most innovative product, but it's still in the step in the in the right direction. We're moving away from this like big corporate Bet three six five where they own the 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 whole market share of the gambling world yeah. and no one else is allowed in. But it's being disrupted by by things like Football Index and like Quiff and like DraftKings. Betfair are lucky that they have the exchange because I'm sure that makes a lot more money than their actual sports book. Yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> and again, we we talked very briefly about hedging your football index positions using Betfair exchange. Um, and like, if and I'm not, I think ASP mentioned that football index might not take like the whole market share of of gambling. Like, mean, that's never going to happen. No, it would it would be. Yeah, it would be kind of incredibly surprising. Yeah. Um, 
you're talking maybe two, three, four, five percent, and then you're looking at what what other products are people bringing in, and like, you know, in other like financial apps, uh, in in you know, wealth advisory apps, all these new products coming in, uh, the gambling world, you know, is is maybe time for someone to take a grip, and I think and I hope. Uh, that's going to be football index is going to be the one. I mean, we are we are still at kind of I think anyway the very beginning of football index because I don't know about you. I kind of I know a fair not not a huge amount of people, but I know like my fair share amount of people. And the only person who who I know that's kind of active on football index personally is Petra, and it kind of astounds me that no one else that I know in my circle of friends or circle of whatever knows about football index so so this is a massive problem right and it's it's about how accessible it is to learn about football index this is the reason i made this like thing right the the channel the podcast is to help people understand it and i've got a video uh, coming soon which is basically a beginner's guide to football index about 20 minutes long and it's basically gonna like in layman's terms lay it out for people and hopefully mean. like people can get behind it on twitter and send it to their friends family anyone who you've tried to explain it to and hopefully i've done like not a th- like awful job of it <laughs> like it, honestly like it was the hardest video to record because to me being on the platform for two years everything comes like second nature right yeah but for someone who's never ever seen it before it's hard to know what struggles they're they're facing because especially now that we're in a different era they may be facing different different struggles that we hadn't encountered when we were beginners ourselves yeah uh, it's, it's totally true and uh yeah i mean where, where we go from here and and where football index develops into i don't know but again like we never thought we never thought there'd be instant sell we never thought that there'd be performance buzz we never thought that we'd have triple media we never thought <laughs> all these things would happen we never thought that you know football index would would be doing PB and MB for the World Cup. We never thought that, um, you know, like Messi and Neymar could hit ten pounds or the highest. <laughs> so like things change, and, and the platform will keep evolving. Most of the changes have already been done because of like what ASP said. Like you don't want to dissatisfy that many people. Yeah, uh, but there are still some tweaks that need to be done, and hopefully, what I talked about like important business decisions earlier. There's probably not going to be that many. Like there's probably more at the start than there are towards the end of the kind of startup cycle, right? Yeah. And uh, ASP rightly mentioned that the third year is kind of where you are still a startup, but you're kind of transitioning. And it's time for Football Index. After we go into, and we're now in the third year, right? It's time for them to to mature, really, as a product. Yeah, it's time for them to... I mean, I don't know about their profits or losses, but this is kind of the stage where startups go from kind of operated at a loss breaking even. into breaking even so I mean yeah hopefully I don't think anyone knows about football index no I think they keep that statement, do they? close but to the close to the close to the uh, heart sorry yeah uh, I mean rightfully so as, as many companies do as you're not going to they have the right to I so. mean like Revolut and Monzo who are challenger banks for anyone who doesn't know they don't they they still operate at a loss no. and everyone knows that but they don't go on about it they're not they don't pub, they're not like oh yeah we, we operate at a loss and this is how much we operate at a loss. <laughs> um, I think actually Revolut broke even recently and they shouted off the you know off the hilltops about that yeah as you would like if you're a company that's great publication like, yeah sort of publicity sorry and you you just you know you, you think about those things and football index. Yeah, again, as you said, don't have to actually show anyone those those details. But that kind of leads on to what I want to finish on, and uh, that's improving transparency, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I think communication is so so key on this on this platform. It is, uh, yeah. To traders. So what would you like, like kind of improve from that aspect? Um, I mean, I think the fact that, I mean, if I didn't have Twitter, I would be so lost <laughs> <laughs> on like with regards to football index. So I mean, imagine being a trader who doesn't have Twitter trying to I mean it's not hard to get Twitter like if you don't have Twitter like you may as well get it but that's, just so, that's another thing I, like you can't really be on it without Twitter so yeah and you should surely like a company like Football Index shouldn't place their place their kind of their trust in a company like Twitter to provide the transparency they should have their own system 
where and I mean to some respect they do they do have their own website where they do but there isn't that side of the there isn't like some sort of bit on the website uh, that kind of talks about announcements there's footballindex.news but I don't even know if people know about that website that yeah much. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible uh, yeah like again people don't like footballindex.zendesk uh, where you can go to live chat that has a great FAQ if you're new read through that footballindex.news that's where uh, Football Index posts their latest announcements, the IPO release dates, uh, players and times, prices, etc. And any articles that the, the guys at Football Index do right. So, again, that accessibility, like, how do how do we make it, or how do, not we, how do Football Index make it so that you don't have to have Twitter to be on Football Index? <laughs> because I, I mean, I've kind of monitored the growth of the Facebook group uh, and yeah. that's gained a bit of momentum. Not amazing. We're talking right. like we've got thirteen thousand users on Football Index follow, uh, following on Football Facebook. Index, sorry, is it? no, no, that's following Football Index on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter. Uh, okay. On Facebook, there's only about eight hundred in the group. Oh, really? I, I don't know who the guy who made it is. Fair play to you. That's a really good, <clears throat> worthwhile contribution to to the kind of to the platform. Yeah, ecosystem. But how how do Football Index do that? Because surely to be a good trader, you need to have the most you need to have the most recent news and it has to be yeah. accessible and that's twitter really it is twitter and there's been many cases where adam cole kind of he just goes on twitter and and does or announces big revelations regarding um the platform so i don't know i mean i don't think i don't think it's a big problem because I, there's not much stopping anyone from getting twitter and if you are serious about football index, I mean, it's definitely a worthwhile thing to do. Mm. But it's just, um, it's just, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem kind of trustworthy from an outsider's perspective looking in to to think, oh, like, how do they operate? How, yeah, how do they operate? Like on Twitter, like that seems a bit unprofessional. Can't and for, argue with that. You can't argue that. And for mm. someone who but you're like, asking to invest, that the, kind of on the flip side, though. Sorry to interrupt mm, you, but no. on, the, on the flip side, like this is the new age like this is how companies now work they use twitter they use they social use, media yeah. this is the way people communicate in this, in this day and age that's true they do have like customer support mm. for pretty much every company on twitter now so yeah maybe it's just a step that that i haven't gotten used to yet or <laughs> yeah i guess so um, yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it's a, it's a strange one i think with Twitter and the, the kind of modern age of social media, like you, your company is not doing marketing right if you if you're not on social media, right? Yeah. And before I actually went into this job, I was looking for kind of part time social media management positions. Oh yeah. So I could kind of do this, uh, and have that on the side as well. And you'd be surprised how many companies uh, owned by people like 30, 40, 50 years old literally have nothing. Like really? they, have, they have like a Facebook page with like a really pixelated picture, um, <laughs> uh, and with no activity, no no engagement. They have a Twitter page with two followers. They have an Instagram wow. page with seven followers. Like, yeah. if you're not doing it right, like you need to either hire someone to do it right, <laughs> or you need to you know, pet, uh, like invest into some serious you know like resources and 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 things that you can use to make this and allow you to grow your company via social media because it's so important yeah. and as as a millennial I think we kind of take it for granted that it's true it's true that Twitter is like so accessible and like we know how to use every every aspect that Twitter has to offer but um, I don't know imagine I mean I couldn't see my dad as much as he loves football and kind of loves to gamble and he's not much of an investor but he could definitely be someone who would kind of profit from the index there's no way I'm seeing him looking on Twitter for his for his research regarding <laughs> <laughs> regarding the platform. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a strange one because there is that accessibility point, right? Like everyone uses Twitter to get their news. Uh, I've tried using like news trackers or whatever, uh, and they just don't work as well. And they're, they're uh -huh. slower. Like you just get the stories straight away on Twitter. They're literally the there's no better place. No better place. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll end on us bum licking twitter uh, <laughs> but uh yeah alex man thank you so much for coming on thanks for having um, me bro it's been a pleasure first face-to-face -face football index podcast uh yeah it's big i mean yeah i mean 
it's probably sounds a bit different, sounds better, obviously quality wise, but maybe in terms of the conversation, it's always better podcast wise when people are actually in the same room. Face to face, yeah. And I know this from experience from work and, and doing this podcast that it's better to have it like this. So maybe Alex can return a few more times uh, in the future. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening and uh if you are looking for more football index related content then please head over to my youtube channel do leave a review for the podcast i really do love reading them and they do help rank the podcast in the itunes chart let's get that football index name out there so (laughs) so alex where can the where can people find out more about you um they can find out more about me on on Twitter, I mean, I go by Laborgis23. So spell that uh, out for me. So that's L-E-B-O-R-G-E-S 23. And I mean, at the moment, I tweet about a range of things. <laughs> <laughs> mainly football, mainly football index. And yeah, I mean, don't don't expect like just solely football index if you yeah. want to follow me. And don't expect tips. He's an absolute moron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of laughs coming, coming on my channel. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much for coming, on, man. And uh, yeah, like, do do give Alex a follow. Like, I'm sure if you DM him or whatever, uh, he can he can kind of help you out as, as 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 best he can. He's obviously like he's spoken today about how he's kind of long term, but he's someone who appreciates that volatility is needed, and it's good to have people who are long term on Football Index who kind of embrace the volatility. And you're one of the like few people who do that. I do because love, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of people like who are really long term and don't really sell that much. They just hate it. They hate seeing prices go up and down, and I don't really know why. But and I know, like, I'm not gonna uh, lambast them for that. But you know, <laughs> it, it's it is what it is. Everyone has their own opinion, and they're entitled to it. Um, and anyone, everyone, uh, you know, can profit in in different manners on football index, really. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And yeah, you can catch me soon again next week with another episode of the Football Index podcast. Peace.